And as we move into this uh, next series, I want to, uh, not next series, but this next uh, message, I want to encourage you, uh, this sermon series is really never going to be over. It's, it's never going to be over. We are a people who bless. We are a people who live this lifestyle. This is about reintroducing us, encouraging us in, in a, a habitual lifestyle of being the people of God. Because if we believe God is missional, not just in people in the world, but he's also missional in us. He's interested in us. And so the challenge is for habit change for us. And, and we introduced, Jeff introduced this BELLS acronym. What does it stand for? It, it's really simple, but it will change your life if you start making this a part of your habit life. We're going to have some stories. Uh, do we have anybody that has a story they want to share? Just kind of raise your hand and put it back down. I've already got a few. Very good. Very good. We're going to get to those because that's going to be a more and more important part of who we are. And that is, I want us to be able to share stories. So, God's agenda working in us, missional in us, when we bless others, it creates a generosity in us. It influences and affects us. When we eat together with others for a reason and a purpose that bring, to bring ourselves together, it creates a better and a greater capacity for hospitality. And, and when we get better at listening to the Holy Spirit, we are increasingly spirit-led. And we are people who continue to learn about Christ. It is, it is far more natural to become Christ-like. And when we see and understand that we are sent into the world, we increasingly are comfortable with being that person instead of it's somebody else. It's a minister, a pastor, a missionary. So these habits are going to unite us together as believers. They're going to unite us to go out together as individuals and as believers. And my belief is, is that we live this lifestyle, then ministry energizes us instead of drains us. One of the biggest things a pastor works with is burnout among their leaders. And I am convinced that if we're burning out, we're probably not operating out of habits. We're operating out of, out of obligation and work instead of just out of who we are. And finally, it connects us deeper with Jesus. So we are the missional people. Bells. We started last week with what the B stands for, and it's bless others. And uh, Lydia's going to come up, and I got this out of Facebook. Uh, I think it went kind of viral, and you can see why when she reads it. But I call it blessing in the bathroom. I know, that sounds a little strange, doesn't it? To the woman in Selena, Kansas, McDonald's bathroom. You heard me as I reasoned with a three-year-old to use the bathroom. You heard me tell her we had a long drive home and she needed to use the potty. You heard me, her tell me she was scared the toilet would flush while she was sitting on it. I couldn't convince her I would block the sensor and keep that from happening. She promised she could hold it and wouldn't pee in the then 
a bracelet if she would go potty for mommy. She perked up and agreed. I turned to quickly put her on the potty before she changed her mind. You told her the bracelet would be waiting outside the stall for her. I turned to say thank you, but you were already gone. Outside the stall was a bracelet and a mini Snickers bar. Her eyes lit up as she put the bracelet on after using the bathroom. We made it home to Wichita safely, and she is currently sleeping soundly next to me, still wearing the bracelet. Thank you for your kindness. I wish I could have thanked you in person, but maybe you will see this. If not, hopefully it inspires someone else to be kind like you were. Sincerely, a grateful mother. Isn't that great? You see, that's a blessing. That's what it looks like. You see, somebody that took notice and they stepped in. I mean, you're in the bathroom and you hear this probably sounded a little bit comical and you could kind of go, ah, oh, remember those days. Or you could do something else. But instead, I mean, this person probably wasn't carrying a bracelet to give away. It was probably the bracelet they were wearing. But they stepped in and they offered something of their own to encourage this little girl. This was a blessing. It took some time. You had to think. You had to engage something that was really none of your business. And blessing is often about engaging things that really aren't necessarily our business. But when we come in, not with correction, but when we come in with a solution, with a benefit, with a blessing, then it's received this way. I was so encouraged by this. I was thinking, this is what the people of God do. So much so, this lady comes back. I mean, you look at this bracelet. It's not really a little girl bracelet, is it? But it was to the little girl. She's still wearing her bracelet. And mom had the pressure taken off and something was easy that was hard. What a rich blessing. This is how we do it. But we have to be paying attention, and this is how the ordinary, average, everyday person can change the reality for other people. We had a thing, bless three people this week, at least one of whom is not a member of your church. We're going to adjust this a little bit. But we looked at theology Reminding us a little bit out of Luke chapter 6, we're not going to dwell on this, but this is where, uh, starting in verse 27, where Jesus lays out this, this um, imbalance that, that Jesus is always looking to create. He wants to create the imbalance because that's where his people can shine. That's where he gets stage time. That's where it happens, right there. So, if we could learn to embrace the imbalance of justice, if we could learn to embrace unfairness as always, it's always, what did I say? Always? It's always. How often is discomfort and how often is inconvenience, how often is it something God can work with? Always. Well, folks, we're going to have to work on that. Uh, is it a trick question? It, no, it's not. It's siempre. It's always the opportunity. 
we sit back and we wonder, okay, is God doing something or is this just a pain? God is always missional, always. And if you don't see it, stay tuned, stay open, stay watching. He's always missional. And that makes every inconvenience, every injustice, every difficult circumstance, everything that is impossible, an opportunity. Always. And that's what Jesus is trying to say. You don't have any idea how much and how important the injustice and the imbalance is as a mechanism for the introduction of the kingdom. Jesus is saying, we live for this moment. That's why he says, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. Always. This is the money time right here. This is the moment where we can be different, where we can shine. I'm convinced that our lives, our everyday natural lives, should be viral material on the internet every week. Every week we're handing a bracelet to someone. We're helping someone. We're encouraging someone. And they go to Facebook to say, this most amazing thing happened today. He goes on. And here's where we talked about. If, you, uh, if someone slaps you on the cheek, turn the other cheek also. I want you to really get what he's doing here. This is taking control back from injustice. You see, if somebody comes up here and takes my coffee away, injustice is in charge. It's in control. You see how it is taking charge. You know, I must respond to injustice, right? I can either defend against injustice and take what's rightfully mine. But he's saying, don't do that. This is the moment for the blessing. One up the charge. Go the extra mile. Turn the other cheek. Why? Because it brings it back to a blessing. If I lose something, but it was taken from me, it's not a blessing to anyone. Oh, you know, I, I gave my, my seat to that guy over there, you know. Is it because he's 6'9 and 300 pounds? Well, that had a little bit to do with it. Because if he was shorter than you and you weren't intimidated, he said, well, that's my seat. But the guy 6'9 that takes my seat, would I then buy his meal? Why? Because it takes it back away from injustice and it puts it back onto the stage of God. The same way with, with withholding and giving something and not expecting it back. You know, the scripture uses language like this to describe this. Death overcomes life. I mean, sorry. Life overcomes death. A little typo there. Life overcomes death. And it should be light overcomes darkness. Here, flip that upside down and it'll work. Is it right on the screen? Good. Overcome by. There you go. Death is overcome by life. Darkness is overcome by light. You see, it takes control back from darkness. 
You see, Jesus is telling us this is how it works. This is how the people of God are so successful. You realize in the first century, the emperor at that time, Julian, was, was upset with the Christians because they were giving away food and they were doing all these things. And his view was there was no alleged, there was no perceivable benefit. And so he saw this as the way they were, they were capturing people and, and brainwashing them. So what he told his people, we're going to give away more food. We're going to be more beneficial. We're going to do all these things better than the Christians do. But they couldn't make any sense out of it because there was no end game. So it became corrupt and it didn't work. Jesus brings the conclusion in the end of Luke chapter 6. If you leave it even, if you work in the even of love those who love you, hate those who hate you, bless those who bless you, curse those who curse you, then that's the world stage. Is it missional? You see, if there is no question, then no one and nothing has changed. You're not changed. They are not changed. You ever realize when you fight for what's rightfully yours, does it make you freer? Does it, does it make you believe in people more? Does it make you believe in God more? Or does it just justify this cynicism that you have toward people and that you have to take care of yourself? I've never seen where defending myself made my soul better. It's never made my soul better. Jesus says, but if you love your enemies, if you do good to them without expecting a return, it changes everything. And light and life are in charge. Being the blessing of Jesus. We talked about, we broke it into three pieces. Words of affirmation, acts of kindness, and gifts. <clears throat> uh, I want to I invite Jeff up. Um, yeah, just right here. And uh, I, I think Jeff has a, uh, we're going to, we're going to analyze, and, you know, Kim was a part of this story. So we're going to analyze what happened here, where this was a learning day. This is a clinic. Go ahead. All right, so Bill uh, was asking this morning, you know, just stories. And I guess last night there was a text that came out about, you know, blessing and who we bless and what we want to share. So I, I think I... Actually, I, I did well after after talking to Bill, but I didn't really see it as blessing a person. But now I think it was blessing. I love it. People. Yeah. <laughs> so we we've been in the hospital. I shared a little bit of that during worship. Um, uh, downtown St. Luke's. So we were there <clears throat> Tuesday, Wednesday, coming on Thursday evening, and uh, actually Kim they discharged her. And I was really hoping that they would discharge her around 2 o'clock or so so we could 
hit the road and get out of town because if you've ever been around downtown Houston around 4 o'clock, forget about it. You know, you hit 288 and <laughs> you're stuck for two hours getting home because it's bumper to bumper all the way to 518. So she got discharged at 4 o'clock. So I was thinking, man, all right, so we'll, we'll get in. And she got in the car and um, we took off and came up uh, down the Gregor and came up on 288. Sure enough, come up on the, the ramp and it's just bumper to bumper traffic. And the first thing out of my mouth, and I'll say it in a nice way, uh, since we're Facebook Live, that darn traffic, you know? <laughs> I used to know the word, <laughs> another D word. Uh, but anyway, that darn traffic, and uh, damn, it's gonna take us forever to get home. And it's been a long week already, and Kim, you know, and, and her ultimate wisdom, and you know, coming out of the hospital still, you know, in and out of it, she says, you know, maybe instead of cursing the traffic, you should bless the traffic. And I said, that terrific traffic. Bless that terrific traffic. That's what I said when she told me that. And we pulled on, and I'm gonna tell you guys, from McGregor to just before 610, bumper to bumper. After that, we never stopped all the way past 518, all the way down Fairland. No, no traffic whatsoever. God is our witness, and I thought, hey, you know, I, I blessed the traffic, and I thought, well, I blessed the traffic, and Bill says, he blessed thousands of people that day, because everybody else got to join in that same blessing of not having to sit in the traffic, so, yeah, God's good, even in those moments, so thank you, God, and thank you, Kim. Yeah, so let's, let's look at this, all right, he starts out where he was, that's where we normally are, right? Loving the traffic like Jeff did. And, and then part of who we are as the people of God and where I want us to get to is this is how we encourage one another. This is how we can be in one another's lives. This is what makes community important because we are a community that endeavors to pursue the same habit life. And so Kim raises hey. Remember, we can bless instead of curse. Now, so Kim is coming with the part that community brings because in those moments, we often need an outside voice, don't we? We often need that outside voice to just help us go to that other habit. We need that little bit of help. And once we get that little bit of help, now we have another choice to make. And at that point, Jeff made a good choice and he blessed the traffic. And God honored that blessing. So we have where we started. We have encouragement and reminder from community. We have another decision made. And then let me ask you, were you blessed by what happened? Absolutely. So there was benefit for you too. And there was benefit for the traffic. All because... They pursued the righteousness of God. That's how the church works together. And on a different day, that would be me, not Jeff. And it would be somebody else going, you could do this. Maybe you could do this. So, <clears throat> Nathan, I understand 
You have something to share? filling up at Bucky's just down the road and um, I don't know if you guys know they come around a lot uh, they have this uh, alcoholic drug abuser ministry um, and they hand out the flyers and, you know and so you know normal attitude to them is like polite but like okay I've heard your spill get on the face down you know but <clears throat> so anyways this guy comes up to me telling me how he's been free from being an alcoholic for four years and um, all that, uh, you know, all the typical stuff. And, you know, he was really excited about Jesus and he could, I mean, he's, you know, seemed very genuinely excited about Jesus and was going through his thing. But, I mean, he does this, he's been doing this for a while, so he has a typical expectation of how it's going to go. And he asked if, you know, if I could help out the ministry donation. And now here's the change. Because I'm thinking... I got to get my three blessings in for the week, right? I was excited. I was like, "You bet!" You know, <laughs> like instead of instead of normal, so I pulled out a bill that larger than I would normally give in a situation like this, and he was kind of surprised. And um, and then his first words after I after I gave him the money was, "Oh, you believe in Jesus, don't you?" And so I kind of saw, even though he was already a believer. You know, I kind of saw the uh, surprise the world <coughs> impact in that. And, uh, but the real thing that I got out of it was kind of God showing me what following his footsteps is supposed to be like. Because I'm supposed to be hungry to bless people like that all the time. I mean, I was kind of artificially hungry because I'm looking to learn my habit and get my three blessings in. But, like, that response, that posture towards the world is what we're supposed to have where it's like, Here's an opportunity. I get to bless somebody. You know? So anyway, so that was a positive change I'm seeing in myself. That's a great story. Thank you. <clears throat> now, I'm going to ask somebody, without naming them, I'm going to ask somebody that I talked to this morning that had a little bit of a fail to share because... Everybody, if we're honest here, had a fail this week, and I love their fail. So if that person would be willing to share the fail, I would love for them to share it, and we can work on it together. I'm going to give that person a minute to ponder their, their conviction level on that. And uh, while that's going on, I'm going to invite Frank to come up and share. If we share our fails as well as our victories, it encourages those, those of us that are experiencing those that, you know, there's another shot. Go ahead. Yeah, we won't talk about the fails, right? We, still talk about the we are. We're just not going to, that's not going to be your story now unless you share one. <laughs> uh, so, so I want to share two things. Uh, definitely an attitude change has helped, helped me. So you interact with these things all the time. But your attitude dictates how you respond. So my attitude's changed a little bit. Uh, the one thing was where I work, there's a lot of things to do, a lot of actions, a lot of activities, and everybody's trying to get out of things. So you're trying not to do a lot of stuff. So it's very much, uh, well, that's not my responsibility. That's yours. This is my responsibility. 
know, in the past I've tried to draw that line and just do what's mine and because you won't get your own stuff done if you do everybody else's stuff. So what my attitude has changed is I'm actually looking to pick those things up and do them and let somebody know I took care of that, took care of it. Now I know I'm probably going to pay for it later because I don't want to get my stuff done, but, <laughs> but I feel like I'm building a case for um, we need help and I'm willing to help. And so, so that's been one thing. It's actually been enjoyable helping others and I can tell they appreciate it. You know, it's just this attitude of well, it's done. All of a sudden it's done. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, the other thing is there's a, there's a guy that I work with and I've been praying about him and what what God really wants me to do with him. Um, and so far it's just been listen. Just listen to him. And uh, words of affirmation encourage him. I know he's doing a great job because he's a he, uh, he's in our department working with us, but he's not actually in our department. So he's somewhere else to work for us. And so he's kind of in a difficult situation and he's, he's confided in me in certain things. But I'm just letting him know that he's doing a great job. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. And I can tell that he's he's really appreciating the discussion together. And um, you know, so up to now, just you know, praying that God shows me what to do. But right now, it's just been listen to him, encourage him, and uh, he's a, he's a joy to work with. Brings a lot of energy to the group, and so uh, kind of uh, looking forward to see what what's going to come out of that, but uh, that's been an ongoing thing, but uh, but I look forward to these opportunities now. From before, it was a little little scary. I'm uh, looking forward to it. I think that's helping my attitude as well. Great. Thank you. <clears throat> Words of affirmation. I've just put down a few notes here. Email, text somebody. Send them words of encouragement. Engage people on their benefit. It lets them know you noticed something worthwhile about them, uh, that you remembered something about them, that you thought about them. Remind them that God is thinking of them. Yeah, we have opportunities all the time. Uh, and I'll, I'll put it this way. Let's say you're going along and something reminds you of someone that you don't like. Maybe you don't respect them. Maybe uh, it's unfinished business between you and them. It happens, you know. I mean, you're going down the road and you see something and it reminds you of them. And what I'm here to tell you is that's the Lord. And it's at that moment you can make a choice to text that person and it becomes the challenge of what to say to them since there's unfinished business between them. So I'm going to tell you what you can say to them. So-and-so, the Lord just put you on my mind. So I wanted to say bless you. I wanted to say bless you. I, I know that the Lord's favor is toward you. Just something where you connect them with the thoughts of the Lord in a positive way. That's what you can bring to the table in that moment. 
acts of kindness. And you're going to see these overflow with one another. The lady in the, in the stall, she gave a gift. And she gave a word of encouragement to this little girl. And it was an absolute act of kindness to the mom. Um, so it provides an act of kindness. You can see it in there. It supports. It's seeing them. It's noticing something. It's caring about them. It's believing in them, valuing them. We can endorse people. And then giving, it requires a thoughtfulness. It requires some sacrifice. A lady gave up her bracelet. Maybe she didn't even like that bracelet. But it doesn't matter. She saw it as something of value for someone else. I would have never thought about that. I would have never thought, engage this. I can be helpful here. You see, I... I see, you know what the hot box is in baseball? Anybody know what that is? The hot box is like um, you're at third and you're trying to run home and somebody throws the ball to the catcher. So you're running back to third, he throws it, and they're going back and forth between each other and you're running back and forth trying to get somewhere safe. I played baseball. My coach was a risk taker. And he loved to coach third base. And I can't tell you how many times I was on third base. And I mean, he would say, go, go now, go. And, you know, I was pro I'm probably faster now than I was then. I was not that fast. And I thought, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be out. So I'd run, I'm running back and forth, throwing this ball, and, and, you know, probably, you know, seven times out of ten, I'm thrown out. And I, I, I thought, why is he doing that? I mean, I never get to cross home plate. <laughs> you know, why is he doing that? And... So I asked him, I said, why are you always having me run and you're putting me in the hot box? He said, because it teaches you baseball and because it's Little League and it's boring, people will always remember you and the play for home plate. Isn't that interesting? I could see if it was the other coach sacrificing, but he said, they will remember you and they will remember the play. They won't remember most of this boring game, but they will remember the play between third and home plate. I, I think God puts us in the hot box sometimes, the impossible situation. And what he says is, yeah, it's going to leave a mark, but they're going to remember this play. And so will you. And I was, I don't know, seven. I still remember those plays. And you know what? I don't remember any of the other parts of the game. Not even the hits. I don't even remember my hits. I remember the plays between third and home. So I think that's what God does. <clears throat>
<clears throat> I talked to some of you who are Atlanta fans. Uh, I want you to come up front. Some of you that I talked to are Atlanta fans. Come on. Come forward. Come right up here. Well, you, you're rooting for Atlanta today. Once you come forward. Be quick about it. Let's go. See, people don't know what's going to happen to them. That's why they're going. Do I really want to do this? Come on, right over here. Right here in front of me. There you go. Come on, I talked to some others who are Atlanta fans. You guys, you were Atlanta. You were not? You were not Atlanta. Anybody else Atlanta? My husband is. Okay. No hiding behind a machine. Let's go. <clears throat> All right, over here some more. Uh, Nathan, you guys over kind of right here. There you go. A little closer, a little tighter. Okay. I'm a Patriots fan now. All right. Here, all right, here's, here's the deal. We are Facebook Live. And, and we have two diehard Patriot fans that just moved from our church to Belize. Now, I, I would like for you to bless their team. <laughs> Leslie and Lee, this is for you. And Atlanta is going to bless your team. So you guys, think of something that's genuine to say. If the Lord needs to address your grievances, uh, take 10 seconds and do that. And then speak a blessing. I like it. That was nice. Somebody else? I pray that the uh, Patriots would, there would be no injuries on their team today. Very good. God bless the Pats. Go Pats. There you go. That's bold, isn't it? <laughs> I like it, Rick. Anybody else? I bless the players and the coach and that they pray their best. There you go. Anybody else? God bless the Very good. Thank you, folks. I appreciate you. You can sit down now. Does it have to be sincere? Yes, it does have to be sincere. Now for our Patriot fans in the group, I want you to just um, speak a quick blessing over our Atlanta people who just blessed the Patriots. You know, this is, this is where the gut check happens, and you have to reach in and go, okay, what have I got? Because I am missional, and God is at work. And the more I consider them my enemy, the more I have something. We just have to look deeper than our surface. Where I live in the gallery and around the loop that I've seen going for the enemy. 
you know, and I, we may get hate mail on Facebook, but uh, my view is we love and we bless. And it's the calling card of the kingdom of God. Amen. So we have a clip here. Um, uh, this is uh, from Angels in the Outfield. And Um, while they're getting that ready to go, um, if you don't know the story, uh, this movie came out in about 94. It was a remake of one that came out in the 50s where uh, angels, uh, real angels, uh, come and help the California angels. And, um, and so this pitcher and the head coach uh, are not on speaking terms and and the head coach feels like he got stuck with a washed-up pitcher. And so the engagement that the uh, that Angels have been helping them, they're now in the playoff game for the championship. Uh, the, um, the best batter on the opposite team for Chicago is up to bat. And so uh, the game is on the line. Everything is on the line. And uh, so this is where we pick up this dialogue. And we need sound. Make sure we get sound on the very front. Let's go. Okay. Yeah, can you do that? While they're pulling that up, because it, it pulls some pieces together that I think are going to be important for us. We are, um, starting next week, we're going to have a display over here, and we're going to have dots, those for inside the church and those for outside the church, people that you had the opportunity to bless, and you don't put names on them, your name is not on them. It's that you had that opportunity, you saw that opportunity, and you took that opportunity. And so... Uh, it was really Melinda's idea, but, but, the, but, but the point is, we want to be growing as a people that live this way. And that's why it's not just a sermon series, but it's a new, it's a, not a new way of life, but it's a way of life that we want to embrace together. And I want to uh, encourage you guys that I need reminders and encouragement too. I need, I need people to help me stay on course. Um, people feel like leaders are better at blessing and not being cynical and not being judgmental, but it's not true. Leaders do the same things, and so we have to work on our habit life as well. So we are going to have a board, so I want to encourage you uh, over this next week, look for opportunities to bless people. Look for opportunities to speak a kind word, a word of encouragement. Look for opportunities to do something for somebody else. And I, I also want to encourage you. If I were to ask people in this church, how well do you know the other people that you see sitting around here today? Or at all? So before you leave today, 
find somebody, look for somebody that you are going to get to know at least their name. You're going to ask them, how can you bless them? Are we good? We're going to see what happens. Okay. Maybe next week we will see angels in the outfield. So they have to feel blessed. Our motive really does matter. But there isn't a guarantee they're going to like. So we stay in the tension. And as these people this morning had to work hard to stay true, that was the tension. That's what it's like when you engage your enemies, when you gauge someone that you're struggling with, when you gauge someone that you think is lazy, that's not pulling their weight, when you gauge people that you have an issue with. It's that tension that you saw this morning where you have to go against your own feelings. Do you see that? You have to go against you. You have to choose to go against you. You feel like you're violating your values. You feel like you're violating so many things about you. And what Jesus is saying is, be willing to sacrifice you in that moment and believe that I have good things to say about them and to them, no matter who they are. This is where you come to me. Because you're going to have to go against you. That's the tension. That's the tension. I, I wanted them, so I didn't tell anybody who was up here what I was going to do because I knew it would create that tension. And they had, in the moment, they had to figure out how to deal with their convictions and how to deal with the charge I was giving them to bless someone. That's our life. That's what we learn to do. And this is what God does. He says, I want you to bless this guy. He just cut in line. He's a pig. Yeah, 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 I know. Now I want you to bless him. That's where we go to work. That's where we begin to lay down self and pick up Christ. Christ.